Welcome to the Dadpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Oliveira. And today I have my good friend, Chrissy Harfman, who's been on the show multiple times before. We've talked about her happy family blog. We've talked about uh, Instagram and tips that she shared with you all about how to succeed on Instagram. But today we're going to switch it up a little bit and we're going to talk to Christy about an unfortunate incident that many of you know about because I hear it all the time. Hey, my Facebook page was taken down. My ad account was suspended. My Instagram is... So we know it's hard to deal with meta, meta now, right? Because since Christy and I last spoke, Facebook rebranded. They are meta now. So, but I'm still going to refer to them as Facebook. How about you, Christy? Always, right? It's like a maiden name. It never goes away. <laughs> you can rebrand all you want. <laughs> That's right. Well, welcome, Christy. It is so good to be with you, Alex. I love joining your podcast. I love spending time with you. You are such an incredible resource to this community of small businesses. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. It's so much fun. Honestly, you and I were just talking about it. Last night, I had a, a, a listener who said, listen, my Facebook page was uh, taken down. It wasn't her, her page, actually, was the ad account was suspended. And, you know, listen, when you depend on leads or sales from a channel like Instagram, Facebook, from those ads that you're running, and then those ads are suspended for no reason other than the AI did it, right? Let's blame the AI. And then you get on support and it takes five days to fix it. I mean, she was literally crying. And, and I said, you know, let me point you to someone who can, who's a consultant and can help you with this. But it's very frustrating, isn't it? Frustrating is like an understatement. I just saw a friend this morning and she said, I saw your husband last week. I think he still has some post-traumatic stress from your Instagram <laughs> incident. Like, it will forever be known in our house as like the Instagram incident of 2021. It It's really like a pivotal mark in my business, in my marriage, in my family life. Um, it, I don't think that people who are just everyday users understand how for a small business, Instagram is your lifeline to your customers. And so uh, this has been a great chance. And I was so excited when you were like, should we do another podcast? I'm like, yes, I want to tell everyone, one, how important this channel is to us, but also two, what we need to do as small businesses to make sure that we're protected, one, from protecting our account from being hacked, but two, also building our other channels out and the importance of that, because like many small businesses, my, my blog, Happy Family Blog, depends on Instagram because a majority of my audience is there. Oftentimes audiences don't want to go to other platforms. And I had one follower who I finally got a hold of because I created a backup account. She said, I thought you died. And I was so worried about you. I was Googling you. You post every day. You didn't post. We were in the middle of this challenge together. And I really, I didn't know how to get in touch with you. And I was so upset about it. And that made me realize like there are real people on the other end who right. we are connecting with that care about us. They care about our uh, businesses. They care about our content. And everyone always tells you, you don't own it. It could go away. But yeah. I don't think you ever think it's going to happen to you until... Dun, dun, dun. It, does. <laughs> it does, right? And then you're like, oh, it just happened. So, so let's give it some context, right? So yeah. you, for those, of, for those of you who don't know, Christy has the happy family blog, right? So travel recipes, family, it's all about spreading joy. So a lot of traffic to her website, 
call her an influencer, call her a creator, a marketer, but she, she's spreading joy, creating great content. One of those channels is Facebook and Instagram. So that's, that's, that's the story right there. So for those of you that want to check it out, it's the happyfamilyblog.com. Check it out there instead of Instagram. Then, then maybe go to Instagram. But I know, join, yeah, Inst join my email list so that I could stay in contact with you, even if the world goes down. Um. That's, right. <laughs> That's right. And then, and then how I think about the, the ecosystem, Christy, to kind of add to the, the context of what we're going to discuss here today is this. Your, you have your website. That's like one store. Let's pretend it's a physical store, the website. That's where you're creating your inventory, inventory of your products, which is your content. Then you have other locations. So the ecosystem, I say my other location in another region would be Instagram, Facebook, mm -hmm. Pinterest, YouTube, TikTok, and so on and so forth. So the way you guys have to think about it as business owners is don't think it's so much in terms of marketing. Think of it in terms of like a physical space where you can offer the inventory of your product or service. And if that channel happens to go down for whatever reason, it's like your store was, was burned down overnight mm -hmm. and someone is going to come there and then the store is no longer going to be there. So I hope that paints the pictures for, for our listeners because that's literally what happened with your Instagram store, so to speak, right? You are there daily spreading joy, creating content, connecting with the community and, and, and sharing tips and all that good stuff. And then what happened? Tell us. So I woke up in the morning and I, first thing I do, right? I roll over, grab my phone. Instagram is always my first. It's, it's my heart. It's my baby, right? I've been growing this business for almost 10 years and it didn't load. And I thought, oh, that's strange. You and I just talked about internet troubles. And I was like, oh, internet trouble, no big deal. So I go to Meta, Facebook, um, which is my, always my second. And then my email is my next. Um, and I got a pop-up and it said, we think that you broke community standards. We believe that you're under the age of 13. So I thought, Ooh, I have not been carded in a very, very long time. Like this is cool, except for the fact that it means all of my accounts are locked. So I quickly found my um, ID, which I didn't know where it was because you know, that's how life is these days. But my husband was sweet and located it. I uploaded my ID to prove that I am in fact much, much older than 13. And I have been on Facebook from a personal user for over 14 years. So I'm not really sure how they had a glitch in their system, but, and almost immediately I got my Facebook page back. So I was over the moon, high five with my husband, no big deal. But my Instagram page didn't come back. And that's where I have the majority of my followers from a social channel standpoint. And so I, for a moment thought, this is actually kind of refreshing and relaxing. Like I, like you said, it's like a store is closed for the day. I, my dad was in town visiting. I could be present with my family. There were some real perks that first day. <laughs> um, I was like, this is amazing. Like I don't have to check stories or like reply to any comments. But then by the second day, <laughs> I started to get a little anxious. You know, Q4 is a really busy time for content creators because it's a big time for so many businesses. And I have tons and tons of deadlines in Q4. And I had actually even the first day, one client emailed me and said, Hey, I'm, I'm doing a wrap up report for a client. I noticed you took your post down. Is there a reason you took our client's content down? So I had to say, I didn't take it down. Um, I'm having an issue. She wrote back, totally understand. Let me know when it's back up. 
So then by the second day, when like the fourth client had emailed me to say, Hey, like, you don't realize how many of your clients go to your work every single day until it's gone. And one client emailed me and said, Hey, I just want to make sure you didn't quit. I'm like, pardon. She's like, your Instagram is gone. You didn't quit. Did you? I'm like, ha ha ha. No, luckily all of my clients were extremely understanding. And much like you just said, this is happening to more and more and more businesses and content creators and personal accounts, uh, people are just coming out of the woodwork telling me their stories. And it's alarming because the support, I should have called you, but the support is so difficult to track down. It is. And much like many small businesses, I spend a good amount of money in Facebook and Instagram advertising between my company and my husband's. Yeah. And you think that they would want to support me, but they didn't. Yeah. That's the the unfortunate part. Yeah. It is such a bummer. So by day two, I finally reached out on Facebook and just put out a call to some friends and said, who knows someone at Facebook? You know, what, what do I do? So I got a couple of telephone numbers and the voicemails are hysterical. It literally says like, thank you for calling Facebook. Um, We get a lot of calls. Don't expect a return call leave a message. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> yeah. <Ima> <laughs> so yeah. Right. And imagine if, imagine if any of us worked customer service like that. So I'm going to, yes. I'm going to, I'm going to spend a moment bashing all the tech companies that we work with and have built our businesses on. So thank you, Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, and every, all these other tech companies, social media platforms, search engines. It's great. They've made all our lives better in so many ways, but in other ways, they've ran their businesses because it's so automated. And obviously the, the rise of AI has really ruined the, the, their strategy for customer service. And the customer experience is okay, like when you go through the process, but the problem is you don't have that customer service. So I know you've worked with companies like Disney who are known for great customer service. If your customer is having a a problem, they are there to solve it. And there's real people who are educated on their product, it, like backwards and inside out, right? My question is like, why can't these companies, Facebook, the Googles, and I've asked them directly at conferences, what, like, why can't you guys, I mean, I know you guys make a ton of money. You guys are, you know, your, your market cap is like trillions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And you have tens and thousands of employees and you're making tons, boatloads of money on the backs of users and businesses. So fantastic. But why can't you create a customer service, a, a real department that actually thinks about how they're going to solve problems for each different group of people? Um, and, and, and as we can see from everything that's happening with the fake news and, and the misinformation, they leave so much of it to AI. And mm -hmm. so do I think it's going to get better? No, I think people's pages will still continue to go down or get suspended their ad accounts, just like yours and some of my clients. But I think where the opportunity is here for Facebook, which I am seeing a little bit of, of, of a change. You and I had talked about that as well earlier, is that um, their chat, their real-time chat support, is actually getting better. Now, are they solving the problems in real time, like right now? No, they're not. So, so, so now tell us about, you You were down for five 
days. Tell us how you got it resolved. So it's interesting you say, so I couldn't find the chat anywhere. And thank God a friend put a link to the chat and I'll make sure you have it, but we, you can put it in the show notes that I clicked on that. And I actually got a human being to chat with me. I, I was over the moon, right? Two days of trying to get in touch with a human and finally like a human. And I was so excited and they assured me that they would work diligently on it. And I really, I, I trusted, I believed I was so excited Um, she said, your account has been closed because you broke community standards. Much like you said, my content is all about (laughs) positivity and joy. Um, I post (laughs) recipes and travel and, um, I I did post my most controversial thing is I believe in vaccinations. I partnered with our local hospital, um, Baptist health to share my belief in vaccinations. That is the most controversial thing I have ever posted. Um, and so, you know, you read their community standards, it's like, you can't be under 13, you can't post nudity or spam people or, and I was like, politics, ah, yeah. right? Yes. And I, none of that. So I was like, okay, could I please have a second review? And so she said, yes. And I was like, this is going to be amazing. And so I heard nothing, even though I emailed like a billion times after that. And so that morning at four o'clock in the morning, I got an email back saying, thank you. We've done a manual review of your account and your account has been suspended. So I, wow. and, and will be deleted in X number of days. Um, I, I or has been suspended like officially. And I was like, I, my husband woke up, I was crying in bed thinking like eight years of a business built on this platform. And much like you said, the reason why they don't have good customer service is because we don't have anywhere else to go. That's right. And they know that I just got totally burned and lost five days in my most important season. I lost thousands and thousands of dollars and they don't care and they won't lose any sleep over it and they won't lose any money because the ad spend that I spend is so (laughs) minuscule. It's pennies for their earning. Yeah. But, but, but it goes beyond that. Right. Christy. I mean, like all the partnerships that you have with all the big brands and local brands and like that's generating no doubt millions of dollars both ways, not just, not just for, for Facebook itself, but um, also for the brands, the consumers. Like if you think about all the stakeholders in that transaction on the happy family blog. Like if we thought about that as the center and everyone who's making money and growing, and then more, more importantly, the, the customers, the, the Instagram and Facebook users who are being served, right. Cause you're putting your hard, like it, you're putting so much hard work to create this content, to draw that line between the brand, the product, the service. Like if you think about it, it it's not just the thousands of dollars that you spend on ads. The, the, the reality is it's millions of dollars. And so when I, to me, what I, what is mind boggling is that it's not just one or two people who have these sorts of experiences as a business page, creator, influencer, it's thousands, Mm -hmm. like thousands and thousands. So I just, to me, you know, the, 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 the question, I think it's like right now they're under fire with Congress. So that's like where they're, 
you know, they're, they're either focused. Yeah. They're focused on that or creating the metaverse, which is obviously smoke and mirrors so that they don't have to think about Congress. It's, it's, it's a P yeah, it's a PR play all day, which is fine. I get it. They want to, you know, protect the shareholders. Um, but, but, but at the end of the day, like you can't think that you're going to be able to go on like this forever. I mean, when I think about their biggest competitor, TikTok Mm -hmm. and TikTok, I'm not going to say that they're no better, but I'm just going to tell you my experience very quickly. Um, I know only of one creator who had their account suspended on TikTok, but they were on the same day able to get with uh, a representative from their ads team because they were spending money on ads as well. And the problem was resolved fairly quickly. Now, I know it's a Chinese company, so there is that issue where people are like, should we trust a Chinese company? And ultimately, you're still in the same boat in that it's not your store. You're just renting the space. But um, I don't know, like, what is the biggest lesson for you, I guess, right? Because I I think there's a lot of lessons to draw from your your Instagram being down. (laughs) No, I think there is, you know, one of them is TikTok. And it's funny that you said that I have a TikTok account. I have not spent a lot of time on it. Um, I'm not a dancer. I don't, I'm not particularly funny. And so I've really struggled with it. My husband, on the other hand, has 50,000 followers. Um, He posts about exotic cars because that's what he loves. And he's a photographer um, in a previous life. So a passion project now. And so I said, I'm going to give you my TikTok. I've got tons of videos and you're going to figure out TikTok. And I think that's, um, you know, for those of us who have said, I think it's important for small businesses to focus on one or two channels at at a time. And I have put most of my energy into Instagram because it's given me the greatest return. My clients want it, but I think we need to start shifting the narrative and say, we, we need to work on other platforms. So I think TikTok was a big thing. The other thing I did was really start to focus on building my email list and start sending out those emails again, because data is king, right? And if you don't have people's email address and all of the social platforms disappear, you, you don't have a customer list, you know, yes. where are your leads? Yes. These leads are nothing without some, some context for them. Yeah. And this just gets back to the thing that I've been preaching forever to clients who come in and just say, I want to spend a boatload of money on ads, <clears throat> excuse me. And I say, there's nothing wrong with that, but I am always from, from the beginning of when I started working in this field, it was very apparent to me that there was own media and then everything else. Cause we could do shared and, 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 and all of that. But to me, it's like what you own where there's the least friction between you and the customer is no doubt your website. Like you control that. So long as you're paying for the hosting and you own the URL, it's yours, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not renting it. It is literally yours unless you're using like a Shopify or, or, or a Wix, one of those CMSs, then it's different because if you don't pay your bill, they'll shut you down, which is why I'm always a fan of building your own uh, WordPress website or Joomla or some other CMS that you actually own the content, the technology, it's open source. And then there's no issue. um, If, if something should arise, no one is going to shut you down. Then number two is, has always been email. I can't tell you, you how many workshops I've done and talks about emails, not dead emails, not dead. And every single time for the last like 10 years, I get, you know, people in the crowd going email. I don't do email. I said, well, 
then you're making a mistake because the data, the list of contact between you and your customer, like that, that whole um, uh, uh, flow of communication is gold. And you're highlighting the importance here of what happened to your Instagram going down and then not having that database as well built as you had it, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. I had no way to communicate with a lot of those people. The other thing that I did that I think is an interesting idea for small businesses to think about is to create a Facebook group. And I did it for a totally different topic. It's called happy family steals and deals. And I did it to create affiliate income and The nice thing about a group is even if my personal account got taken down, I can have other admins of that group. And so it's still a safe place for me to interact with customers in in an online setting that they are really comfortable with. And people have been joining it and interacting and it's a new stream of revenue for me and a new way to interact. And so I think exploring that, you know, Facebook groups have been up and down and do they work, do they not? But as our pages are dangerous. The groups are a really interesting place if you have the right niche for your business to start them because people, they want to talk and they, they love to communicate even more openly in these groups than they are on Facebook pages. I wonder if you couldn't have done, um, Christy, just kind of thinking out loud here. I wonder if you couldn't have done something in real time um, okay, so let's pre- let, let's pretend that we're back at day two where you yes. were really frustrated, <laughs> and 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 your Instagram is down. Like, what's a hashtag? Like, what's the the hashtag that you use like all the time? Like, so what- that, that's a great point. I don't have one that I use every single time because I do them based on the content. So I should be, and a lot of content creators have that where they have their own personal hashtag. Yeah, that because that's used, but I should. Yeah, because that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Like when I launched the Dadpreneur podcast, there's a bunch of other dadpreneurs before me who who had you know content around that topic using that term. So my goal was like I need to like dominate that. And I've been doing it now for uh going on. 11 months. So still early on, but my goal eventually is anytime you search for anything dadpreneur related or hashtag, I'm going to come up. So I'm thinking one of the things that you said to me, which I'm sure you were going to mention here is creating a backup account. So I was just thinking if you had on that day too, when your clients started to reach out to you and then all the ones who tried to reach out to you, but couldn't find you, I'm wondering if, if like, they were looking for the hashtag happy family blog, right? Mm-hmm. If they had searched for that and immediately you had deployed another happy family blog and then added the hashtag to that, if maybe that page wouldn't have shown up and then you could create posts around the fact that like, listen, guys, this is not the original happy family blog. Right. Um, and here's what's happening and kind of keep them in the know, right? And I think that's a great idea. And I, I did do that like five days in, I finally was like, oh, like they're not giving me my account back. And then like 12 hours later, they gave it back. But I'm with you. If I had done that on day one, I did happy family blog underscore at the end. And when people went in and said happy family blog, that came up. And then I had changed my um, profile just to say my account has been hacked like, please use this account for updates. And I posted sort of an update of everything that was going on there. So I think that that, if I could go back in time, that is one thing. I would have a backup account 
today. And I would be following some of my main customers because that was the sadness for me, not only about not being able to post for brands and the difficulty there, or, you know, am I going to be able to show the analytics from posts that I've done already? Um, And I catalog my children's life because it's part of my platform. I was sad about images and videos that I had shot of my children that I hadn't saved anywhere else. But having that backup account and having some key people who can help get that message out for you, because people are super sympathetic and understanding. And the number of content creators who are technically my competitors, who shared my story and said, she's got a new account, please follow her here, was huge. And I think lots of other small businesses could find those advocates for them. But if you told your biggest customer, hey, I'm down, this is my backup account, they would go out and evangelize that to their community. And I wish that I had had that in place because I was not, I was not in a good headspace. Yeah, (laughs) no, it's- Yeah, it's tough. And I, 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 I always tell clients your content, all your content, everything that you create online digitally, whether it's on your website, on social media, on, you know, Quora, Reddit, wherever you go to create content, you, you want to make sure that you have a backup. And so for those, uh, those listeners who don't know, you can back up your account by going to Facebook settings and downloading all your posts, all your interactions, engagement both for Facebook and for Instagram. So like in this case, what Christy would have done is, hey, I have my backup account and you should be doing this monthly, right? And you could either keep it on the cloud, maybe it's on your Google Drive or or, or Dropbox or, or it's on your desktop. For me, it's on an external drive in my house. So you have all that content um, and, and actually back to your point about that with the children, right, Christy, like when I deleted my Facebook and Instagram account five years ago, this was yeah, 2016 it was like right when the election happened, I couldn't take it anymore. And I said, <laughs> I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. I can see I'm getting sucked in and I'm going to, but I was sad that, um, you know, I had all those thousands of posts with my, my, you know, all the travels and things. So I downloaded all of that. So I actually have a Facebook, Instagram of my original account that I had all my, yeah. So make sure if you, if, well, before this ever happens to any of you download your data, because also when you download your data, it will give you the accounts that follow you, the, the, the accounts that you follow. And yes, no doubt that it would take you quite a bit to rebuild that and upload it back into there, but you at least have it as a backup. Now, let me ask you a quick question. Was, was the account at all, was there any signs that it was actually hacked when it got disabled? So I don't know. And I think that that's the most frustrating part of all of it. So finally, this wonderful woman whose name is Christina, which is my proper name said, like, I, I'm going to look into this. Like, I understand how upsetting this is. Um, and on a Friday, she said, your account is going to be restored. Um, and so I was so excited. She asked for an email address and I gave her one. She's like, oh, you already have an account with that. Give me another email. So I'm like, this is happening. Um, and I said to her, you know, here is a copy of my, my blog. Here's a copy of my Facebook page. If there's any content that has been posted on the Instagram that do not align with this, then my account has been hacked. Because her original response was, I'm sorry, your account's been disabled. And I said, if it's disabled because of content that was posted, if it doesn't align with what I create, 
then I have been hacked. Originally, I didn't think I had been hacked um, because there was no sign. You hear, and that I think that's a really good reminder for people of, you hear these crazy stories of hackers sending you an email saying, please click here, especially if you're a content creator, but also if you're a small business owner, like we'd love to collaborate with you, click here. And what happens is you click, it automatically logs you out of your Instagram page. When you go to log back in, it's them stealing your information. They hijack your account and then oftentimes are holding it at ransom and asking for Bitcoin. And, you know, these stories are just yeah. insane. Yeah. Oh, and I get it all the time. Yeah, people have to be careful. Uh, You were just talking about Bitcoin, and this is obviously another Facebook product, WhatsApp. For those of you who have WhatsApp, you have to be really careful with the WhatsApp groups, right? I get these cryptocurrency groups, people who want you to come into their group because they are Mm. promising the world that you're going to invest. I could tell you countless nightmares that of, of people who I personally know who got into those groups, wired money. Oh, and God. yeah, so, you know, look, again, that's another Facebook product. And are they doing anything about it? No. And then the frustrating part about this whole conversation is that the people who are actually doing things the right way, like you, like me, my clients, your clients, we're the ones that are getting penalized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these crazy people hijacking are like, riding off into the sunset with their Bitcoin. Um, But I think it's important as a small business owner to do is to always look at who has sent you an email, right? And go and click on that email address. If you get a notification from Instagram or from Facebook, like look to see if it has hieroglyphic letters or another, or words that make, don't make sense. Or the one that I saw that a friend got sent everything was misspelled. And she's like, I clicked on it, even though they didn't spell provide, right? Like, how did I, how did, how did I not put that together that this email that was like broken English and came from a random sender that didn't match? Like, why was I not smart enough? But I think sometimes we're just moving too fast. And it's a great reminder that you need to keep your account safe and you need to one, have a really secure password that you haven't used on other accounts that is not easy to guess. And two, you need to have their two-way identi- or verification set up. Mm. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the exact term of it, where if you try to, there are two factor authentication, where when you try to sign in from somewhere else, it, one of the options is to text you a code that you have to enter. And that way, yeah. if someone were to hack and be able to get your password, they would still have that second step that would stop them from being able to get into your account. Yeah, no, I, that's great advice, Christy. I mean, the authentication dual, you know, verification thing, whether you're using Google, like I use Google authenticator app. So for Mm -hmm. those of you that don't have that, anyone, including myself, when I'm in a different machine, right, could be mobile or desktop at a different location, immediately, I'm not, not only am I prompted through email and text, just like my banking, I treat it like my banking. If, when, when I just thought about that, I'm like, you know what? I use the same process for my banking. So I get a text, I get an email. But in addition to that, even if that person was able to hack my, my email and my text, they would literally have to have my smartphone in their presence right. to go to the authenticator app and look at that six digit code. Cause it's like, you know, three numbers and three numbers. So check out Google authenticator. Obviously, if you have Apple, they also have um, these sorts of, uh, apps that allow you to integrate with all your social media channels. Um, and yeah, I 
think it's just taking security very, very um, um, seriously because, I mean, like in your case, you still don't know if it was prompted by a hacker. And I'm actually sure that Facebook doesn't even know that because you're one of millions of pages that is being taken down by AI to begin with, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you know, their comments are just hysterical. Like I was reading the thing, like we understand how upsetting this may be. We're working as quickly as possible. I'm like, just tell me something like real, like don't speak like a machine. Like. Yeah. tell me what you're doing tell me what your time frame is like something but they they don't and they won't and that it, is uh very upsetting yeah when i've talked to friends who work at facebook google and and all these tech companies i'm like why why is it that the you know the executives at these companies management why is it that they don't at least do a beta test with paid accounts what do i mean by paid accounts I mean, I, I know you wouldn't, and I wouldn't mind paying a monthly fee to have a pro account. Mm-hmm. What, what would a pro account mean? Yeah, I get it. You guys monetize ads and influencer and creator and content. That's fine. But if you treated Instagram business pages, Facebook business pages, Pinterest, whatever, if all these companies treated that service that they offer, that place where you upload content and engage with your audience, if they treated that account no different than, let's say, what Shopify or Wix treats it as, which is a paid service, right? And then there's different levels. I would not mind paying, you know, even a hundred dollars a month for a professional business account, so that if I had an issue, it could be resolved in real time. Mm-hmm. No, but 100%. but they don't, and I don't understand why not because I've. I, I've asked this question to clients before and they, they say the same thing. Absolutely. I would prefer to pay for a service and then actually have the customer support. Mm-hmm. So anyways, if anybody from Facebook or Google <laughs> or all these social media companies are listening, it's something that you have to consider where people who don't want to pay for the accounts, like the guys who are trying to take your money and hack you, they're not going to pay for it because if you have a paid account, you're going to need to put payment information. That mm-hmm. payment information in itself is going to authenticate you with your zip code, your address, and all of that. Then That's you're not going point. to run into these problems. So I, I think that there's so much more that they, they have to do before they, they get close to being perfect. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I guess, like I said, the lesson that, that you learned ultimately was that you, you need to have that relationship with your client directly. And email is one way, getting them to your website's another. Um, and I think that that's really good advice for anyone who's experiencing that. A hundred percent. And the last thing is, you know, there, we have probably all done it. There are third-party apps that have access to our Facebook and Instagram pages. And it's done for a variety of reasons. There's a lot of logins that do it. You know, it's important to go in and check those third-party apps. I went in and a client who I worked with last Christmas had been inviting people to my page like recently, which part of me was like, Hey, thanks for helping me grow my business. But like, why are you in my account? Um, and it says when you give them access, like that they can post content for you, delete content for you. It's really scary that we have given, I mean, I give them access because they wanted to run ads and that's important to me as well. Right. Because it gets my content in front of more eyeballs but it's dangerous. I, I got a request today for someone to give ad access. And I have to say, I didn't, 
I didn't click on it because I'm, I've been burned and I don't know where I got burned, but it's important to go in. There were a lot of people, even from like six years ago, who I had given access to that luckily had expired. So I just deleted them off, but it's important to go in there and see what third parties you've given access to because they could be hacked. They could, you know, have somebody on their team who has bad intentions. I mean, there's so many things and just keeping our information secure is so important because once it's gone, it's a, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's true. No, that's really good advice. And when you got back into the Instagram account, um, mm -hmm. I know the, the posts from looking at your Instagram, everything has been reinstated, but were the insights also reinstated? They were, it was like nothing ever happened, uh, um, which is like good and bad, right? I mean, the email from my Christina at Facebook was like, congratulations, your account's back. I'm like, I lost years of my life. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I appreciate the like sentiment of congratulations, but like, are you, is that all you're going to say? Like, I, I wanted more. I wanted a backstory. I wanted her to tell me something. I wanted them to say like, here's some free ad money from, you know, taking years off your life. Um, but they, they don't and they won't. They don't. Yeah. No, but everything was fine, which is, um, I guess, I guess that's good because at least I could say to my clients, here you go. And for some of my clients that I had Instagram posts for, they were extremely understanding. And I posted on Facebook instead and boosted it there. So I could get similar engagement to what I would get on Instagram. So there are definitely ways that you can work around things. And it's, it just reminded me of the importance of having a relationship with your customers because they're understanding they're human too. Um, and they all have friends and family members who have gone through this and they know how difficult the support is. Um, and so it was a really good reminder to me that like, wow, I'm doing business with really incredible humans who understand awesome. what it's like to run a small business. And I think in this time of crazy shipping delays and product issues, and it's a good reminder that if you have something as a small business that goes wrong, you just have to be honest and for the most part, people are very understanding and are willing to work with you of how you can come up with another solution. I think if you present like, Hey, I have this problem. I would like to post here instead, or, you know, do this for you instead. Um, I think that they are oftentimes very, very understanding. And that was really, I was so grateful for my customers and also for my friends who helped kind of get the word out and share mm. to kind of build back if I had to start over, which thank God I did. Well, not. Well, I, I'm going to apologize for making you relive all of this, um, but, <laughs> but I think it's, yeah, it's therapy. And it's one of those things that just remind you uh, of your business, your mission, the, the doing the good old SWOT analysis, right. To see mm -hmm. what, what threats and opportunities are there. So I bet if you do a SWOT analysis today, it's going to look very, very different than you would have done a year ago, but I think it's, it's worth visiting and knowing where those threats are and how to mitigate them, uh, when they happen. Right. So that's just part of it. But mm -hmm. after making you relive this, I, I'm going to end it on a really good note. Cause I'm on your Instagram right now. So for those of you who are not on Christy's Instagram, go to her Instagram. It's the happy family blog. That's her handle. And I'm looking at a post from about uh, 21 hours ago and mm -hmm. it's lunchtime. So I'm hungry. This <laughs> sheet, yeah, the sheet, I'm big on breakfast. So I'm looking oh. at this sheet pan breakfast. You've got, tell us, tell us what's on that sheet. 
It is so good. I have to say, if you haven't made a sheet pan before, you have to make one. It is basically just a cookie sheet with aluminum foil. And then you can normally do meats and vegetables all in one pan. It is a busy parent's dream meal. It is like no cleanup, but our family loves breakfast food as well. And with the holidays coming up, I thought, who wants to be in the kitchen all day trying to figure out what to make for Christmas morning? This sheet pan has Oh, it's so good. I like forgot for a moment. I'm like, oh, I could taste it again. It has hash browns and then cheese, bacon, and eggs. And you actually make little wells in the hash browns and then crack the eggs and cook them in the oven, which I've never done before. It is so easy and so delicious. You do Italian seasoning on it. Um, my entire family loved it and I didn't have to be in the kitchen all day. So I highly recommend it. It was a post with aluminum foil with Reynolds wrap and if you haven't used Reynolds wrap before, I don't know where you've been, but they have a um, new color coded system right now. And so their heavy duty is in a light blue color, makes it really easy to find. Um, but I highly recommend a sheet pan meal. You can go to the blog, happyfamilyblog.com to see the complete recipe and any tips for it. But uh, I mean, sheet pans are life. They're amazing. Yeah. No, it is this. Yeah, this meal looks amazing. And I will vouch for Reynolds because I I would say I'm I'm big on um, uh, smoking ribs. And I I would almost consider myself a rib master at this point. Okay, I like it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's really good, my ribs. And um, it's funny because I'm not for being a marketer. I'm not as loyal as you would think to brands. <laughs> it's just the way I am. I'm, I'm more practical and value-based, but I will say when it comes to foil, <laughs> when it comes to foil, Reynolds is it to wrap my ribs mm-hmm. because when you buy the cheap, the, the, just the generic at the store, they just break apart and cause like different holes into the, the, the foil and it doesn't uh, smoke the ribs the same way. So it's just funny because I'm the last person you, you, you would think would choose uh, a product based on a brand, but um, this one is, is very true. So I'll, I'll be trying it out for this sheet pan breakfast in the, in the coming days for sure. Wonderful. No, I'm with you. I, I mean, it, it, the cleanup is so easy. I did a video for them as well. And at the end I was like, oh my gosh, like the pan is totally clean. <gasps> it's Love like it. a dream. Just throw it away and I can put the pan right away. I was just, I mean, I, I don't know how I used to cook with like multiple pots and pans and those days. I mean, maybe they'll come back after I don't have a toddler anymore, but um, yeah. <laughs> it's really, really nice to have just one, one pan, easy cleanup, um, great for weekends and weekdays. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, you're, you're continuing to spread the joy and share all your recipes and travels. And we'll be looking for all the cool stuff that you'll post throughout the holidays. Also one of my favorite times of the year. So I'll definitely be following you and, and engaging with all your great content, Christy. So thank you again. And thank you for just, you know, being transparent in the whole process and showing business owners, creators alike that, you know, this whole online game, we call our business isn't always as easy as it sounds, you know, but um, yeah, thank you so much for being here today and sharing all of that with us. Of course. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you.